0: This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you are familiar with Filipino food, then you may know what lumpia is. It's something like a fried spring roll that's filled with meat and vegetables. And in recent years, Filipino cuisine has been growing in popularity in the U.S. Take Kasama, for example. It's the first Filipino restaurant in the world to be awarded a Michelin star. It's located right here in Chicago. But Filipino cuisine is about much more than lumpia. Other Filipino restaurants in our area are doing amazing things. Similarly, being Filipino is more than just about the food. And that is the idea behind an upcoming exhibition called More Than Lumpia. It opens tomorrow at the Epiphany Center for the Arts in the West Loop. And here now to tell us more about it is Cesar Conde, exhibition curator, artist and activist. Welcome to Reset.
1: Good morning, Sasha. Thank you for having us.
0: Absolutely. Well, what is the most important detail? I want to start here that you think people aren't very familiar with uh, with Filipino culture and, and, and they should know.
1: We are the second largest Asian population in the United States and we are very underrepresented in the field of visual arts, in the arts. Um, more than lumpia's idea came about as we gained popularity in food, we're more than food. We're individuals with creative expressions And the show, More Than Lumpia, emphasizes on the medium of each individual artist of their experience as Filipino-Americans, the diasporic experience, Mm -hmm. their memories, redefining their identity as they find out that they are more Filipino than American, Um, queerness, a lot of activism that happens in the arts that are going to be shown. Mm -hmm. And so the main focus is to provide and amplify the voices of Filipino-Americans in America.
0: Yeah, and so it sounds like that would be the goal of the exhibition and, and I'm curious the name. Why mention lumpia specifically? Ah, uh,
1: lumpia is one of my favorite analogy of what Filipino American is. We are have been colonized by white Europeans, the Spaniards and white Americans. So the allegory or the the analogy of lumpia, it starts off with a very white wrapper. And in the middle of that are different mixtures of meats, spices, all that makes us really, truly special. You fold the lumpia wrapper, that white wrapper, you deep fry it, thus creating this beautiful, textured, complex, tiny bit of morsel that you put in your mouth, but it's so rich in flavor. Mm. And that's what our culture is. We have so much diversity and so
0: much influences that we're just more than lumpia. I love that. I mentioned the exhibition opens tomorrow. Congratulations. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, tell us about the space that it will be in.
1: The space is um, in the catacombs of Epiphany Center for the Arts, and I've chosen that space to echo the basement of the Field Museum, where thousands of Philippine artifacts that's rarely seen in the public are stored. It's not as accessible as the catacombs where we to be showing our artworks so i want our stories to be heard and seen and thus telling the field museum that hey you have all our history in your basement but we can't really see it so we're gonna recreate our own space so that our stories and new narratives are gonna be seen and
0: heard. You've got artists of many different backgrounds uh, that you're showcasing this month. How'd you choose the artists? Well, we had an open call nationwide. Cool. And I chose the artists
1: based upon their eagerness and their expression and their willingness to express their Filipino-ness. And and express it through the arts. And I, of course, they have to be great artists. They're just not mediocre. I right. have to be very, very visual. Only the best
0: of the best. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's add a couple more voices to the conversation. Speaking of artists, we're joined now by two people whose work will be on display in more than Lumpia for the rest of the month. Abby Mendoza is an artist, facilitator, and art therapy student at the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. Abby, thanks for joining. Hi and Jimmy Bolasan is a ceramics artist, art educator, and art therapist as well. Welcome to the program, Jimmy. Welcome, thank you. So why did you want to have your art featured in More Than Lumpia? I'll start with you first, Abby. Um,
2: Well, I am part of a Filipino-American artist group here in Chicago called CINAG. I learned about the call through that. Uh, I know Tito Cesar is also part of that organization.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And what about you, Jimmy? Um, What excites you about being part of this? I think what excites me about this is the fact
3: that uh, space is being made for these narratives, just like um, was being said in in terms of uh, the Field Museum. And I think that, you know, when it comes to the Filipino-American experience, there are levels of gatekeeping that occurs that it's a hurdle that we have to get past to tell our stories. And I think that this setup is one that really spoke to me because I think that, I'm constantly trying to see how I could make space not just for my own voice but mm-hmm. for those who look like me And I think that you know the more that we could create um, arenas for us to have exposure in this way, I think can only enrich our our narratives that we're we're creating as Filipino Americans.
0: you know one of the ideas behind the exhibition is to to break stereotypes and also expand the narratives around, what it means to be Filipino-American. Are there any stereotypes about Filipinos, Jimmy, that have impacted you in your life?
3: For sure, I, I think that, you know, um, and this is this is something that I, I'm really enjoying about this show is that we have many generations of Filipino-Americans coming together. And I think that I could speak from my experience in the sense that, you know, through my artwork, um, one of the things that I'm trying to do is constantly deconstruct the layers of colonialism that have been um, kind of inherently um, placed upon me. And, and I think that there's, there's levels of those colonialism uh, acts that, that kind of play a role in how I view myself and my mm-hmm. own personal identity. And I think that uh, it's through the artwork that I'm able to come to a, a place of greater meaning, not just uh, for myself, but to connect me back to my ancestors in a more meaningful way that doesn't have the lens of the colonizer in it.
0: Mm. What about you, Abby? Stereotypes that you can think of that have really, you know, been things that you've had to deal with all your life?
2: Uh, Currently, I'm studying to be an art therapist, and I'm learning how to apply what I've learned about mental health to not only my practice as an artist, but as a Filipino-American. And that comes with breaking down not just stereotypes about mental health um, for my culture, my community, but also opening up um, ways to bring those resources to uh, communities um, here in Chicago, but also just even at home.
0: Mm. Give me some more specific stereotypes, Cesar, and where you think some of them come from. One is being silent. That Filipinos are are silent.
1: We're part of the Asian American model minority syndrome that has been espoused upon us by the institution and one is being silent. And so we are not silent. We are breaking through that glass and creating a loud scream uh, that we too have a right. And we too have a right to weave our own histories within the American history.
0: Hmm. What themes do you explore through your artwork, Abby?
2: Uh so for example one of the pieces that will be at the exhibition um it's called Belong it's a diptych so there's two parts to it um on one half you have my little brother at Seafood City which is a grocery store here in Chicago that has a lot of Filipino food um and on the other half of the painting it has uh, my brother in the market in the Philippines, and the idea behind that piece is you can buy the same ingredients from um, both like stores or both places, um, and you can make the same dish, but the dish made from the ingredients from Seafood City will never taste the same as the dish made um, with the ingredients from the Philippines, right. and my work really explores identity and how I come into identity and the relationship with the spaces that you like are in
0: i can so relate to that i'm I'm an immigrant myself born in, and raised in, in jamaica and you know you can buy the groceries you know everywhere you can find at least some portion of of the items that you need to make you know our traditional foods but it's never quite the same as being home right That's being good. on the island uh, what about you jimmy what are you exploring in your work uh so
3: currently i'm, I'm exploring um ideas that revolve around identity, mainly uh, through uh, this idea that, you know, as Filipino-Americans, we have these two kinds of sides to us, the, the Filipino side, the American side, and there's always a constant conversation between those two things. Uh, oftentimes, it reveals itself through discord. Um, and for me, my work right now is dealing with being Able to kind of come to terms with what it means to be in this brown skin, uh, mainly because you know we've kind of talked a little bit about stereotypes and um, and colonialism, and and with, inherent within that is that idea that um, you know as Filipino Americans uh, we do kind of carry these uh, these um, internal uh forms of oppression where we have things like colorism that are happening um, between each other. And and so uh, my work is about kind of digging a little bit deeper into where these notions come from Mm -hmm. so that we could actually dispel these myths and get back to the truer aesthetic that is Filipino and how that might be better integrated into this idea of Americanness where it's actually challenging the, those colonial ideas and actually separating ourselves from that.
0: I, I read that you were, you're trying to create uh, personal narratives around the, the ideas of what you should be. Exactly. Quote, unquote. I mean, I'm using air quotes for Definitely. those who can't see me. And I think
3: that there's, um, with that, there's a lot of expectation that comes not just from, you know, being a Filipino-American, but also the expectations that we carry from our elders uh, who have immigrated here. And I think that sometimes we're also fighting those expectations of um, did did we make the most of the sacrifice that our immigrant parents made Mm -hmm. uh, for us? And I think that there, you know, to go back to what Abby was saying about mental health, I think that a lot of that stuff goes unchecked because, um, you know, we we have a history of a people of stigmatizing mental illness and not really digging into the emotional impact of. The trauma that generations before us have mm-hmm. held and so um, it's really again exciting to be uh, intermingling with yeah. these various generations so that we could start to come to a point where that dialogue is happening yeah. and i think that what's amazing about the show is that the art becomes the centerpiece and creates the space for these dialogues to actually
0: happen as yeah, so you talk about the the stigma around mental uh, mental illness in the in the community and i, I know a thing or two about that too do you find, especially as as art therapists, that uh, we're, is there an improvement? Are we getting better? Are are folks in the community embracing getting help? And this is for Uh, either you or uh, Abby, Jimmy? I mean, I I would say
3: that it's it's getting better. I think that, um, again, a lot of the younger generations, there's more of a willingness to Mm -hmm. talk. And I think that you can't you can't deny those things. I think as um, as older generations are exposed more and more, the comfort uh, starts to develop. I see. And then again, I think that art works in a way that it it demystifies that idea of what mental illness is, and I think um, using artwork to tell those types of stories normalizes it in a way that is relatable for um, for a culture that it's not. Um, it's not in their nature to do.
0: Yeah. Cesar, do you think that there are barriers to to forming your identity as a Filipino-American? And if so, how are you navigating that?
1: I, I think there's becoming less and less barrier as we expose ourselves through art and dealing with our own mental health issues and creating less stigma in the mental health field, which is important, and are able to express ourselves now individually as new Filipino-Americans. Navigating through it is a lot easier when we find each other in each other's tribe and Mm -hmm. sharing our stories and healing through the arts and healing through conversations and having the self-confidence to say, I'm Filipino-American, because it is a very distinct culture from being Filipino. We are a distinct group that have um, been raised in an environment that's completely opposite of what we're used to. You're communal. making a
0: distinction between Filipino American and being Yes, Filipino. Born in born the, in the Philippines. Philippines. Yes.
1: You know we come from a communal culture and then we go to an individualistic culture and we have to find ways to assimilate and navigate through that. And with that, we have to sacrifice parts of our individuality unfortunately to be able to survive in a what I would consider a white world. And We are now claiming space. Mm. We're being more proud of being Filipino. And we don't, the new generation is not allowing for the crab mentality in which we pull each other down. Now we have the upward movement crabs who pushes us out of the bucket to survive Mm. and create our own spaces and help each other out instead of pulling ourselves down.
0: Yeah, that's powerful. You, you mentioned Abby. You're studying to um, become an art therapist. You've also talked about the desire to tie art therapy into your fine arts work, right? Mm-hmm. So, describe that. For, what does what does that look like, and, and why is that important to you to do?
2: Yeah. Um, so, a lot of my artwork is very identity based. Um, as I create work as I learn more about not just my history, but myself and my own experiences, I tie that into my own artwork. And through exploring that, I also want to explore that in my art therapy practice. Mm-hmm. Um, I have intent to work with youth and young people, and I also, in turn, want them to be able to take where they come from, be proud of that, and take that with them like everywhere that they go.
0: You you described your your paintings that'll be featured in in more than lumpia, um, it, you know when you talked about the market and, and so forth. And I'm curious how you came to the decision to include that piece in the exhibition.
2: Yeah, actually, that piece was one of the first times that I really dug into my culture um, and included it in my artwork. I think it's really important to include it. Uh, the other pieces that are also in the exhibition, they're a bit newer, and they add like the added layer of my queerness um, to mm-hmm. my artist's identity. And I think um, being able to like add layers as you develop as an artist is really important, and it's also good to look back.
0: It sounds like there was a delay, though, in you feeling perhaps comfortable enough to include so much of you in your work. Um, I
2: suppose. Uh, I think it's okay to take your time with um, figuring out who you are, and I think especially in a mental health space, like as a facilitator, I'd love to work through that with clients, with students, like taking time to just do you and figure out what you want to do with life. Yeah.
0: What do you think, Jimmy, especially in that conversation about tying art therapy into fine arts work?
2: Yeah,
3: I, I think that it's it's an interesting thing in, in that art therapy, I, I feel like, you know, within the context of art therapy, really what you're trying to do is get to the heart of a person, right, and find what is the, the expression that they need to get out. And I think that inherently within a fine arts practice, you, you are trying to get closer and closer to that visualization of who you are and what matters most to you. So I think that there are parallel processes that occur there. I think that in the end, the separation becomes when it becomes its fully realized product. When you know that this is going beyond a private realm and into a public sphere. And I think that what's empowering about that, though, is the fact that you through and this is kind of through an art therapy lens the fact that you have control of your narrative right i think a lot of times stories get co-opted stories even within verbal therapy stories can Mm -hmm. get manipulated and changed in ways of the um the person that you're working with but if you're in your own art practice and you're uh, highly aware of these uh these these things that you know about yourself, yeah. I think that you can control the product to be everything that you want it to say. And I think that that's where, you know, those two, two kind of lenses kind of come together.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll give you the last word, Cesar. Give us your, your final pitch. Why should folks come and check out More Than Lumpia?
1: How many seconds do I have? <laughs> <laughs> 15. 15, wonderful. You have to go to More Than Lumpia Because you not only have the taste of Filipino art, but you'll have the taste of Filipino-American spirit that's going to vibrate through the space. And we're going to conquer the art world.
0: (laughs) I love it. We've been talking with Filipino-American artists Cesar Conde, Abby Mendoza, and Jimmy Bolasan. Thank you all so much. Thank Thank you. Thank
2: you.